Welcome everyone to the Ovei Torah Daf Yomi. Sure, today's sure is Daf Yud Gimel. We'll begin on Yud Bet Amud Aleph. The last two words. Amar Today's Daf is available. Those who would like the Zichut of sponsoring today's Daf, recommend that you call Victor Sabag, who will be happy to set you up with the tremendous Zichut of sponsoring a month of Daf Yomi. Okay, we begin on the bottom. We're asking about a question about Tzadat Ailonit. We left off last time. And Ailonit is a lady who is not physically mature and will never be able to have children. And we had a back and forth about what would happen if she was married together with another lady to a man. And the man died without kids. Do we say that the fact that she is a surah to do evil, since the Pasuk says uh, that you're going to have more children and you'll name them after the brother, and of course, this lady is incapable of having children, do we say that since that's so, therefore her sister-in-law should also be batul because she's eshet ach, or not? Amar Avah, last two lines, Hilchat al-Halacha is, turn over to Yudbet Amurbet, Hilchat al-Halacha is, Tzarat Ailonit Mutarot. Halacha is the Tzarat of an Ailonit, is a ladder do yibum. And not only that, even if he knew that she was an Ilonit. Now, of course, if he didn't know she was an Ilonit, so then the marriage is not a marriage at all. Because if any regular guy gets married to a girl thinking she's a regular girl and finds out that she's an Ilonit, the marriage was a mekachtaut. Mekachtaut means a mistaken sale. And the marriage is never good. And therefore, of course, the tzara is allowed to do evil because he was never really married to the Ilonit girl. But even in the case where the guy knew that she was an Ilonit, so she is married to him, still the co-wife, Rava's claiming, needs is mutar to ibu. Mutar slash needs to ibu. Not only that, v'afilu tzarat bito Ilonit. Even if the girl who was the Ilonit, who was married to his brother, was his daughter. Which means you have a fellow whose daughter is an Ilonit. Okay? That daughter who's an Ilonit marries his brother. Okay? Marries her uncle. Let's say no one wants to marry her. The uncle says, okay, I'll take her. She'll be my co-wife. She said she's going to sit alone her whole life. She'll be my co-wife. It's fine. Right now, the brother, the nice uncle, dies without kids. So the father has to do you wrong. So now, hold on. We're telling you that normally, when your daughter is a co-wife with somebody, that's the first of the fifteen cases where you don't. The co-wife does not need yibum, right? Mm-hmm. However, in this case, being that your daughter is an ailonit, okay, so the yibum doesn't fall on her at all. And since the boom doesn't fall on her at all, it, therefore the co-wife can do yibum. Oh, she does yibum. Correct. Oh. Even though normally the co-wife of your daughter would not do yibum. Uh-huh. Now, why is this so? Why is that so? Normally we say that the co-wife, in our case, Sipora, who was Shimon's co-wife, never does yibum, right? In all 15 cases. Why in this case is she? So the logic goes like this. Because the, I, normally, uh, the way it works is that the Torah usually makes a tzalat of mitzvah, in a place of mitzvah. When you have a erva, a daughter, who falls in front of the father for yibum, but the reason why you can't do it is because she's a daughter. That's what makes the co-wife. But over here, the reason why you can't do it is not because of the daughter part. It's because of the Ilonit part. And therefore, since that's what causes it, therefore the father can do Yibum on the co-wife. Did you get that? One more time. Okay. The reason why the do- why Normally, the reason why the co-wife becomes Patur is because the daughter fell for Yibum. Her daughterness, closeness, makes the father not able to do yibum on her, and therefore Patu is the other one. Yes. But here, the reason why the father can't do yibum on her 
is not even because she's a daughter, it's because she's an Adonit. And therefore, that makes it that the, the, not, it's not Bimkom Mitzvah. And only the Tzalah is Patu Bimkom Mitzvah. But since there was no Mitzvah here at all, because she's an Adonit, therefore, therefore she, the, 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 the co-wife can't do Yibum with the father. Good. So it says the Gemara on the second to the top line of your bet, I'm bet. We're asking a question. Welcome, Michael. Um, Elaha diktani. You'd better bet. Yes, second line. Elaha diktani. Third line. Shinimtsu. Why does the Mishnah say a case? Shinimtsu. I don't need. You found to be an Islandit. We said the Mishnah. All these, all these ladies. If you found to be Islandit, they sarot amutarot. Right. We're asking a question now. This is when it says you found them to be Alunit. It could have said even more. It could have said that they were Alunit. Because if you remember, Rabbah's statement was even if you knew she was Alunit. Remember yesterday we, yeah. we, we had made a, a diuk in the Mishnah. And we said, we said, all these ladies, if you find them to be Alunit, then, 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 you don't, then you don't need Yibum, right? But we, we said, oh, that's only if you find them. But if you knew all along, then it's okay. But now Rabbah's saying, even if you knew all along, there's no marriage. And, 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 even, even though there's a marriage, still there's no yibum. So then why does it say, Shinimtsi'u? Kiyatul Abin, Amar Biyokun, Amar Achatzanamet, Vichatzanamet. No, I'm sorry. Sorry. Tani Shiyu. Change the Mishnah. Change the Mishnah. And we should explain it. It's talking about that they were Alamit. You're right. Whether you were or you weren't. According to Rabbah, you have to learn it either way it works. Okay. Now let's go. Kiyatul Abin. Amar Biyokun. When Rabin came from Israel, he quoted Rabbi Yochanan and he says, Echat sarat Whether you're the co-wife of a girl who does mi'un, refusal. Ve'echat sarat ayonit. Or whether you're the co-wife of an ayonit. Ve'echat sarat machzik nishno. Or whether you're the co-wife of a guy who remarried his ex illegally. Kulan mutarot. They're all mutar. The co-wives of all these people are mutar. Not like Shmuel. And not like Masik Zudor, and not like of Asi, all these people. Are mutar. He's going against all these things. Okay? Okay. Tanir Abibi Kameh Tabrachan, here's a new thing. Brand new Gemara, which Mike came just in time for. Where, where are we? We are now on Yudbet Amudbet. I'm sorry. We are back. Yudbet Amudbet. We are at about six lines down onto the page. Okay? Tani Rabibi Kameh de Rabnachman. Rabibi learned to bright in front of Rabnachman. There are three ladies who, are, who can use cotton. Now, using cotton, it's a machlok at really what this is referring to. We're going to learn this whole Gemara uh, this way, the way Rashi does, which means Means that normally a woman, no, I'm fine. Normally a woman is not allowed to uh, use a, a, bir- uh, a, a device to, to prevent pregnancy. Here, these women are allowed to use a device to prevent pregnancy. Meaning, they're allowed to use uh, in those olden days, be putting cotton in that spot in order to to catch any zera and avoid them getting pregnant. Which ladies could do this? That's Rashi's pattern this Gemara. This is a, a complicated Gemara that really has to, you have to look at deeply. Okay? Says Gemara, like all Gemaras. Um, who are they? Kitana, a girl who's a, a young girl. Meuberet, a pregnant girl. Umanika, or a nursing girl. Kitana, what's the reason why Kitana is allowed to use it? Why? Shema Titabed, we're afraid that maybe she'll get pregnant. Shema Tamut, and then maybe she'll die. It's dangerous for a Kitana, it seems. Mi'uberet, a pregnant girl. Shema ta'aset ubra sandal. Maybe if a pregnant girl, in the beginning of pregnancy, gets pregnant again, we're afraid she'll cause a birth defect to the baby that she's pregnant with. Minika, a nursing lady. Shema tigamel et bena. Maybe it'll cause her to get pregnant. And then the pregnancy will dry up the milk and the, the baby will not have a way to survive. Ve'ezi k'tana, what's called a k'tana? So we're assuming that the Ketana is from 11 years old until 12 years old. 
ויתר כן, משום שכדאי, מהולכת. According to a mayor, a קטנה means from 11 to 12. And if you're younger or older, you have regular relations. Okay? חכמים אומרים, but the rabbis say, no. אחד זו ואחד זו. משום שכדאי והולכת. חכמים disagree, and they say, whether you're 11, or whether you're higher, right? Or lower, you have regular relations. And Hashem will have mercy that you won't get pregnant in a way they'll get you hurt. As it says in the Pasuk, Hashem guards fools. And therefore, Hashem will guard the people who don't know better. Says the Gemara. Now, we, we, we brought this Gemara down for a reason. What's this coming up here? We're making a diuk. The writer says, Shema titaber v'shema tamut. Maybe she'll get pregnant, and maybe she'll die. When it says a double thing, maybe she'll get pregnant, it, it should say, maybe she'll get pregnant, and then she'll die. That, which means it's an automatic death. Right? The fact that it says, maybe she'll get pregnant, and maybe she'll die, it sounds like sometimes she might get pregnant and not die. Now, if she gets pregnant and she doesn't die, it sounds like she's going to give birth to a healthy baby. So it sounds like there's such a thing as an 11-year-old giving birth to a healthy baby. Now, if that is true, that an 11-year-old could possibly give birth to a healthy baby, we've got troubles with other things. And we're going to tell you what they are now. You ready? Again, we're figuring out from this whole brighter that there are some cases, possibly, that an 11-year-old can give birth to a healthy baby. If that's true, we're going to end up with trouble. Watch what the trouble is. Says the Gemara, Matsinu, we found a case, You could find a case where someone's mother-in-law could do miun. Now, for those who weren't here yesterday, because Victor was here, so he doesn't need to know, but I'm going to tell everyone else. Um, miun is when a 12-year-old girl who was married by her, in, in Kedushin de Rabbanan, usually by her mom or her brother, because in the absence of her father, if a father marries off a, 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 a girl under 12, she's fully married, no, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If the father is dead and the brother is marrying off, or the mother is marrying off, then it's only Kedushin de Rabbanan, and at 12 years old she has the right to do mi'un, which is a refusal of her husband, and it'll come out that she was never ever married. Okay? So not married that she could even marry her father-in-law, because the marriage just doesn't register anymore. Right? That mi'un, mi'un makes it like it never happened. Okay? That's mi'un. Now, what? Yeah, you can marry anyone she wants. She doesn't need a divorce, she's good. If she does mi'un, okay? But if she doesn't, if she doesn't, then she's fully married forever. She goes to Betin, she says, she goes to Betin, she says, she's out. Okay? Now, what's the difference? You could find a case where someone's mother-in-law could do mi'un. Now, what's the difference? Because our Mishnah had said that all the girls of our Mishnah, okay, all the 15 ladies, if they do mi'un, then they're mutar, because that'll uproot the Kedushin. And then the Musha says, but it's impossible to find a case of a mother-in-law or a grandmother-in-law in our Mishnah. The Gemara says, all these ladies, all these 15 ladies, if they do mi'un, they're all mutar, except for 7, 8, and 9, Jedbeh, uh, Dibbeh, and this one, who it's impossible to do mi'un. Well, now we assume the impossible miyun because you can never be 12 years old and doing miyun, right? Because you can't have a baby before you're 12 years old. How could you ever be a mother-in-law and doing miyun? That's what we understood the Mishnah was saying. But if it's true that an 11-year-old could do, could get, give birth healthily, then it is possible to have miyun. Why? Watch. How's it going to work? Watch. Right? Because let's say the girl was 11 and a half, gave birth. Then the husband married it off, the baby, the, 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 one, the, the one month old, married him off. He's allowed him. He's allowed him. Okay. Listen, well, I don't know what you can do with the one month old baby, but you, have a, you, you married her off, okay? And then, and then, uh, she does, then, then her husband dies, then she does miyun. So the mother-in-law could do miyun. Only if you marry, only if you marry, also the, only if you marry also the baby. Right, but, but there is a case. So why did the mission say there's no case? 
Mark says, these three cases can never have miyun. Not true. If a lover don't give then you can. That's the first question. Okay? If the Mishnah says it can't happen, it can't happen. But we, here we see it can't happen. Okay? So we're bringing this whole Gemara of, uh, of who, could, who could have could do birth control, blah, 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 to show you that, in fact, it says maybe she'll get pregnant and she'll die. It's not like she might get pregnant and not die. So she could have a baby? Oh, she could have a baby. That means... She could possibly, this possible case that she could do miyun. Says the Gemara. Ve'em Hashemet Deber Vitamut. Change the language. It shouldn't say, maybe she'll get pregnant and maybe she'll die. No. Maybe she'll get pregnant and die, which means that if you get pregnant, you automatically die. No, there's no such thing as 11 and a half to a given birth, and therefore the mission is good. Okay? There's a, there's a border. Before that time, she'll never get pregnant. During this time, he met During the time of 11 to 12, she'll die and her baby will die. After this time, she'll live and her baby will live. So according to that, no, you're right. There's no such thing. Okay? She'll never, she'll never get pregnant. That's why the mission says no. It fits very good. Okay? Is that true? We have a statement that says that we're talking about here the girl did not is still a katana and still she can have a baby. Right? We're talking about a girl who didn't bring two hairs yet, so we're assuming that she's still a katana. And yet, if she had a baby, she can never do mi'un anymore, because we're assuming she's too old. Mi'un is only as soon as you become uh, 12. 12. And if she had a baby ready, she must have, came, she must have been 12 before. So you see... You see from here... Whatever, while she's pregnant, she could do me while, while she's pregnant. Maybe, maybe while she's pregnant, she could do me Once she gave birth already, so we know that she can't be So she gave birth before she becomes 11 years old, 12 years old. Because after 12 years old. So we're assuming here, because she gave birth, she can't do miun. Now, if Rabbi Bar Levi is right, what he said before, right, that it's impossible to give birth, then the Brighton should have said that the reason why is because, because, because she, she definitely, if she gave birth already, she's already old. Why, why are we saying here that, that uh, it's possible it can happen? El Olam, which we're going back and changing it. Shema Shema Going back and say you're right. She might get pregnant, and might give birth. So it is possible. My buddy have a question, and the Savior says, it's impossible to say that she didn't meet So what are you saying? We're saying that when you have children, it's like, it, it, it works as if you're old. Which means, the same way when a girl brings two hairs, we assume that she's old. If she gave, if she gave birth, that's a sign that she's already older than you think she is. Okay? We're trying to establish what? That she's... <clears throat> Just not a ketana, right? That's it's not a miyun. It's impossible to have a case of miyun. Which means that automatically if a, gay, a girl gave birth, that's, that's enough. That's a sign that she was already in her 13th year. And therefore it's impossible to find a girl who's a mother-in-law and you do miyun because once she gives birth, she's automatically, we know she's classified as a gadol. Vietnamese and so some say, banim are, are simanim. Simanim are the physical signs that a woman is, is, is a gadol. Some say that she is, that banim are equal to simanim. And some say, banim are even, they're better than simanim. What's the difference between better or equal? Even according to Yehuda, the Amar, banim modeh, which is a machloket by simanim, how many hairs does a woman have to have to be Proven that she's an adult. That she's an adult. 
So in other words, let's say a girl, a girl wants to do miyun. So if she has only two hairs, Yehuda says she could still do miyun until she has more black than non, more hairs than non-hairs in the area, in that area. Then we say, okay, she's good. Then she can't do miyun anymore. So even that rabbi who's so who's so lenient and allows miyun to later, if he he agrees that if she had a baby, then she can't do miyun anymore because she's too old. Okay. And she can prevent it with the cotton. Yeah, that's, we spoke about that earlier. That's, that's a whole machlok. We'll talk about that. Okay. Rav Zvid Amar, Rav Zvid says something different. He says, En banim belo simanim. Which means, there's no such thing as a girl who has a baby without simanim. Which means that she must have had simanim and they fell off. But there's no such thing as a baby with less than simanim. Mar says, Why don't we check? Maybe they fell off. If you have a 12-year-old girl and you don't find Simanim, are we worried that maybe that she had something and they fell off? Or, 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 or do we say no? We say she's still Ktana. So according to the one who says you worry that it may have fell off, so you could say, okay, maybe they fell off. But According to Rabbi, who says we never worried. So why over here are we worried if the if the girl if the girl had a baby, maybe they maybe she never had them. I said no. When a girl has a in the pain of childbirth, she would lose the simani. If she had only two hairs, she could lose them, and therefore even that rabbi is worried over here. Okay, let's go back to our Mishnah. We're done with that, this topic. We're going back to our Mishnah for a second for clarity. It says in the Mishnah. Let's go back to our original case. If you don't mind coming over here, Mike, take a look at that board. Okay? We have Ruvain and Shimon are brothers, right? Ruvain is married to Sipora and another girl. No, with a question mark. We don't know who she is. Okay? She's the other 15 types of ladies. Ruvain dies without kids. Sipora and Linda fall to Shimon. Sipora and whoever this 15th girl is falls to Shimon, and then Sipora, just like the, the daughter is Patur, so too Sipora is Patur. Is that clear? That's the case of the Mishnah, okay? Not only that, how does it happen, Salat Salat? So, let's say Ruben, um, Levi goes and marries Sipora, Okay, you got what happened here? Second. Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi are brothers. Right. Ruvain died without kids. Shimon cannot marry Tsipora or his daughter. Good. Tsipora instead marries Levi, the second brother. Then Levi dies without kids. And Levi had another wife uh, whose name was Prina. Right. Neither could Prina marry. Neither could Prina marry who? Shimon. Why? Because she's the co wife of Tsipora, who was the co wife of originally the daughter. One more time. Shimon has a daughter, Chana. Chana becomes, let's say, the co-wife of her, his brother, with Zipporah. When Shimon die, when Ruben dies, Zipporah and his daughter fall to him. The fact that the daughter's with him means you can't marry Zipporah. Okay? So Shimon can't marry Zipporah, but Levi can. It's not his daughter. So he does. So he does. No, he doesn't marry his daughter. He marries Zipporah. Oh, wow. Okay? He's allowed to marry the, the, da- the daughter, too. He chooses not to. He marries Sipora. Okay? Sipora now is co-wife with Levi and Prina. Levi dies without kids. Not only can Sipora, who was original co-wife with the daughter, not marry her father, her her co-wife's father, but even Prina, who's the co-wife with the co-wife of the daughter, also can't marry. That's Okay? Is that clear? Anybody she was connected to, she can't marry her father. Is that clear? That's what Mishnah points out. Now we're going to go for clarity on that. Look inside. Says Where do we know this from? That the co-wife's co-wife is patur. Says Gemara. To be a co-wife. It should be litzor. Why is it two rishis? Right. It's the extra resh is coming to include many tzarot. 
Tzara is a co-wife. Litzor is to be a co-wife. Litzor is to be a double co-wife. Even a triple co-wife is a Zasur. That's according to Rav Yehuda. Rav Ashi Amar Tzvarahu, it's logical. Tzara ma'itayma isura. Why is it Tzara Asur? Because she's in place of the daughter. Tzara Tzara Nami, Mekom Erva Kaima. The Tzara is also coming in place of the daughter. And therefore she's Asur the same. Okay, the Mishnah says, now all these girls, if they die, then the Tzara is mutar. Now the Gemara says, look, first look at this case before the Gemara explains the case. Okay? I'm going to show it to you on this board. Again, we have the same Ruvain, Shimon, and Levi. Good? Ruvain marries Shimon's daughter. The easiest case, the first case of daughter. Okay? Ruvain marries Shimon's daughter together with Zipporah. Okay? And now he's married to both of them happily. What happens? The daughter dies. And then he can marry Zipporah. Daughter dies. And then Ruvain dies. Now Shimon can marry Zipporah. But if Ruben died first? If Ruben died and the two of them were alive, then Zipporah is Asur. If Ruben died, died first and the 15th died, the daughter died too, then with Zipporah would be... Asur. Then she's not allowed. Only if... if at the time when Ruben died, the daughter was out of the picture, then it's okay to marry Zipporah. But if the daughter is still in the, in the picture, then you're Asur to marry Zipporah. Okay? Yes. Or, or the daughter got divorced. Yeah, it's also good. The, 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 girl has, the girl has to be out of the picture first. Right. Okay, that's what the Mishnah said. Now we're going to clarify. You ready? Says It sounds like in the Mishnah, even though he was married to the two of them at one time, and then he divorced her, it's still good. You don't have to first divorce the daughter and then marry the Tzipora. No, even though you were both married to both at the same time, still, when you, when, when Ruvain dies, you're good because you already divorced the, the daughter. It sounds like. But we're asking a question. I'll show you a brighter that sounds like as long as they were married even for a second. There's a, then you're not allowed to marry Tzipora. The brighter says like this. Shlosha Achim, three brothers, two of them are married to sisters. And one was married to a, a, a different girl. If one of the sister's husbands divorces his wife, I don't know if we should make a case like this. I think we can. Okay. Oh, I don't even have my thing here. Let me take a ticket with me. Okay, forget it. Okay. So you have again. Try, try to think. You know, don't look because I can't find one. Okay. You have two brothers married two sisters, and there's another brother married to a, third, another, a strange girl. Okay, Reuben and Shimon married to Rachel and Leah, and then you have Levi who's married to Prina. Okay, Rachel Leah Prina. Okay, Rachel Leah sisters. Reuben Shimon Shimon Levi brothers. What? Prina's not a sister. Good. Now, and what happens? And Reuben divorces Rachel. One of the sisters. Correct. And then Levi dies. Vikinsa hamigaresh. And then, so Levi dies, and Ruvain, who divorced Rachel, marries Penina. Okay? Not a problem. No problem. We're doing, doing your boom. Okay? Umet, and then Ruvain dies. Okay? It says over here that if they died, they're mutar. That, that's what we said, that you see that since. You have a case like this. That's always saying that Shimon's allowed to marry. Shimon's still married to Rahel. And he's allowed to marry. Penina. Penina. Ruben's new wife. Even though. Even though. Even though. She was never a sister. Because she was never a co wife. Now, it sounds from the way they worded this case. Why'd they pick a case that they weren't married together for a second? That Penina and. Rachel were never married together with Reuven. It sounds like that only because they weren't married, that's why she could do it. But had they been married together, it would be Asur. That's against what we're saying in our Mishnah, that even though they were, right? They're not sisters, they shouldn't have to be. uh, Right, we said in our Mishnah that 
that as long as this girl died before he died, it was good. And now we're saying, no! Yeah, it sounds in this case that they, they have to first divorce Rachel, and then why did you make up a case like that? Why did you make a case that they were married together? And then he, then he divorced her. So he says, Tomorrow going to say what I just told you. Tama, the reason why it's mutar dikiresh rachal kines, because you first divorced Rachel and then you marry Prina. Aval kines, but if you first marry Prina, and then you divorced Rachel, Lord, sounds like you want to be good. That's a question of us, right? And this is the next Mishnah on Daflamid. This case that I told you is the Mishnah on Daflamid. Yes, the one I just told you about Prina and Rachel is the Mishnah Lamid. So you see, it's against it. Which means it's two different rabbis. You're right, it's a machloket. Our mission is written by one rabbi, and the other mission is another rabbi. You're right, it's a machloket. Okay? Hi, Tana, the one who allows it, Savar Mitama Pelet. He holds it's a death that makes you fall in front of the guy. And therefore, if at the time of the death she's not married, go for it. The high Tana, the other Tana, holds Nisuin Rushima It's the original Nisuin that makes you fall. And therefore, if you're married together, you're Patur. Okay. Rav Amar, no. Really, it's only one Tana. We just picked, when the Mishnah has two cases, really both cases are Mutar. And why do you, so why do you pick a case where they weren't married together? We're telling you this case and for sure this case. And initially we said this case, meaning the case where they were married, not married, not married together. No, okay. And Misha says a case where even if they were married together, right? And not only that, even, of course, and of course, if they weren't married together, of course. So it, sometimes the Mishnah will talk in the case of this, and of course this. And therefore, it's the same Tana, and we hold that both are Mutar, and we just gave a, a more lenient case, because we, 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 that's the way the Mishnah talks, one to the other. But The Mishnah sometimes writes like that, and it does, but it doesn't mean that you have to be like that in order to make it work. It's not true. Okay. Then the Mishnah says, Anyone who can do mi'un and doesn't do mi'un, her co-wife does chalitza and doesn't do yibum. Okay? Which means like this. Let's say you have a case. Let me just show you over here what this means to explain it so well in the Mishnah. Okay? Let's say you have a case like this. Ruben dies and the daughter and Sipora. fall in front of Shimon. Okay? Not daughter. Let's do it different than not a daughter. Let's make it a granddaughter. Oh, no, not a granddaughter. Yeah, a granddaughter. Uh, Ruben marries the granddaughter. Okay? Shimon. Ruben marries the granddaughter and Zipporah. Now, Ruben dies our kids and they fall in front of Shimon. Okay? Now, you ready? Now, let's say the granddaughter is only 11, and she was married by her brother because her father died. She has the right at when she's 12 to do miyun, right? So we're telling you now that if Shimon is dead, if Shimon is Shimon's alive, okay, it's a granddaughter, huh? Or the granddaughter, okay. <coughs> if the daughter and Sipora fall in front of Shimon. The granddaughter and Sipora fall in front of Shimon. And the daughter is of age that she could do Mi'un. Okay? Because she could do Mi'un, the co-wife needs to do Chalitza. Why? Because the marriage of the granddaughter and Ruvain is only rabbinic. And since it's only from the Rabbanan, it can't make this girl patur. You understand? When the marriage is the Oraita, it could make this one patur too. The fact that she's here, that the daughter or granddaughter is married, makes the co-wife patur. But since the marriage is a case where they could do miun, it makes this one 
it makes the other one need chalitza and not yibum. As opposed to a regular case where you won't need chalitza at all. You're just a patur. Okay? You with us? So, the question is, yeah. that's the Mishnah. The Mishnah says that if this girl is fully married, means she's married by the father, 11-year-old married by the father, or she's a 15-year-old, then, then the Tzipora doesn't need anything. Not Chalitza, not, not Yibu. But if this girl was married in a rabbinic way, because the father was dead and the brother or mother married her off, and she's under 11, and she's under 12 where she could do Miun, then the fact that she's only married in a rabbinic way makes it that when she falls together with a co-wife, the co-wife is not fully patur. She can't do Yibum, but wait, she'll, she'll need Chalitza. She has to do it immediately. Whatever. She'll have to do chalitza before she gets married. She can do whatever she wants, but until she, she does, she can't do it married. Okay? You with us? Good, let's go. That's the Mishnah. So the Gemara says, Gemara says, Why did we say that Tzipora has to do chalitza, implying that if she wants to do yibum, she cannot? We implied in that Mishnah that Tzipora has to do chalitza. Which implies that, let's say she wanted to do Yibum. I thought, no, you can't do Yibum. You're a co-wife with this girl. Why don't we just say, let the girl do Miun. Let the 11-year-old refuse the Yavam. Let her refuse Shimon. And therefore, she'll be never married. And let the, let the girl do Yibum. Now let the co-wife do Yibum. Why are we saying she has to Chalitza? Let her do Yibum. You with me? Good. Says the Gemara. Let's say it's a proof to Ravoshia. Why? Ravoshia says, Mi'un could only be done with, Mi'un could always be done with Ruven. That's of course, because Ruven's married to her. But when Ruven dies, can this girl refuse the next guy? Okay? So there's a machloket. One rabbi says, you could do mi'un if this guy gave her a kedushin. Then you could do mi'un on the kedushin. But if this guy is just waiting to get married, there's two things, there's chains and marriage. Okay? Normally when a brother-in-law dies, okay, the, the, the sister-in-law is chained. Okay? That's called zika. Chained means she can't marry anyone until she deals with this guy. Okay. Then there's another way where he actually gives her a ring for kedushin. Okay. If he had given her a ring from Kedushin, from the Kedushin, the rabbis allow refusal. But from chains, the rabbis don't allow refusal. That's the opinion of Rav Oshia. And here we see that it works. Because the reason why we can't tell this girl to just refuse so Tzipora could get married is because we don't allow refusal on chains. And therefore, there's no way you could do it. That's why this girl needs Chalitza, not Yibum, because this girl can't do Miun. You got it? More or less. One more time. Okay? There's a machloket whether mi'un refusal could happen. Sorry. Could happen even on, on, on chains, which means this girl, when she, the. She's mi'un, right? Number 15. This girl, number 15. We're calling her 15. The girl 15 because there's 15 different possibilities, right? Okay. Number 15 is 11 years old. Okay? Now. When her husband dies, not necessarily in this case, in any case, okay. a girl whose husband dies is now chained to the brother-in-law. Okay. Okay, she can marry no one until she does Yibu Mechalitza. She's called chained. Can she now refuse the brother-in-law? Which means, because I was only married to your brother in a way where I could do Miyun on him, I could refuse him. Maybe I could refuse you. I'm still a refusal girl. So I'll just refuse you, and I won't need chalitza or yibum. I'll just walk out. <clears throat> so this rabbi of Oshia claims, you can't refuse, you can't refuse on chains. Chain, okay. If the new brother had given you a ring and said, this ring is showing my intention of doing yibum on you, that ring is like a kedushin, and therefore you could do refusal on that. But you can't do refusal on just chains. Well, are you changed? Chain do you have the ability to do do, you when you're chained, do you have the ability to do Miyun? The answer is, according to Rav Oshin, the answer is no, unless 
the guy already did a mimer. Mimer means is, is a ring of a kedushin. Then there's more than just chains. There's a chains plus a mimer, and refusal to work on that. So if you're more married to the guy, you could refuse. But if you're not, you can't. Okay. What? She needs to go do chalitza. It's fine. So for her case, it would be better to have a, a mimer. Yes. Right now. And therefore, the fact that the Torah only lets, going back to what we said, the fact that we the Mishnah says anyone who could do biun that the son needs chalitza and can't do yibum, this girl can't do yibum. It sounds like it's a proof to this rabbi that, that you're not allowed to do miun to chains. So says the Gemara. Salat erva shani. This case is different because this case she's a salat of erva of of one of the fifteen. Zani Rabbi Rechaskel mi'enav bal muteret ba'aviv. Because we have a general rule. Let's say a guy does miun on her husband. Okay, regular lady marries eleven year old gets married, and she refuses her husband. I don't want it. Twelve years old. Now she's a free girl. Is she allowed to marry? The guy's father. Normally, you never let her marry your father-in-law, but here she is allowed. Why? Because she was never married. Refusal get, takes away the full marriage. Okay. Oh. Now, if let's say the guy died without kids, the same guy died without kids, and now she refuses the yavam, she refuses the guy's brother. She's tassur on the father-in-law now. Why? Because it looks like, it looks like, what's the reason why? Once you fall in front of the brother for Yibum, you look like a daughter-in-law. And the rabbis don't let you marry the father-in-law anymore because it looks like you're still married. Similarly here, In this case also, once Reuven dies and these two fall for Yibum, this looks like the tzara of your kala, and that's why they don't let because of the same reason. Not because it's really, but since it looks like that, that's why the rabbis are not letting. Ah, welcome. Guys, Mabruk, we just made it from the first Mishnah the first to the second, next second Mishnah. Let's go. Says the Gemara, we have a couple of minutes. Let's see if we get it done. Shesh arayot chamurot me'elu. There are six arayot who are more strict than these. Venetian is because they marry other people. Because since they can marry other people, their co-wives are mutar. Since these ladies can't ma- couldn't marry, there are six, besides the 15, there are six ladies who are even stricter. And they're so strict that your brother would not be allowed to marry them. And since your brother would not be allowed to marry them, if your brother did marry them, and he had a co-wife, Sipora, Sipora is allowed to marry Shimon because the marriage to these ladies didn't even count. You did Avera, but it didn't count. Okay? Who are these six ladies who are stricter than the 15? Let's read. Okay? Number one is Imo, his mother. Okay? No. Let's say Shimon's mother okay. is not one of the 15. The mother. Okay. okay? Shimon's mother marries Ruben. It's not his mother. Okay. Shimon, and, Shimon and Ruben are brothers from the father, and they have different mothers. But Shimon's mother is not allowed to marry Ruben because it's Eshet Aviv. It's your stepmom who you're not allowed to marry. Okay? If Ruben marries the stepmom, then marriage does not, work, does not work. And therefore, since the marriage doesn't work, Sipora, when Ruben dies, is allowed to marry Shimon. Because there was no marriage to mom. Okay? Good? Is that clear? And we're going to have five other cases besides mom of people who are close, too close for the... They're so close that the tzara is mutar. Okay? okay? Who's that? Number two. Eshet Aviv. Stepmom. If it's both of their stepmoms. Which means, I give you a case where it's Shimon's mom. What if it's Shimon's stepmom and it's Ruben's stepmom too? Okay? It's another case. It's a similar case, almost the same thing, but it's the stepmom. Achot Aviv, father's sister, your aunt, sh- sh- aunt but there's a few different aunts. 
There's a lot of different ants. We father, talk, sister. father, sister. This is the closest version of an ant. Right. Father's sister. If, if Shimon, <coughs> father's sister, married to Ruvain, the marriage does not work, and therefore Tzipora can marry Shimon upon the demise of Ruvain. Okay? Aviv. Shimon's sister from his father. Sister from the mother was one of the 15. Sister from the father is another one. Okay? Eshet Achi Aviv. Aunt married to uncle. Okay, there's two. We, we had aunt before, which was father's sister. This is aunt, is father's brother's wife. Okay? okay. Different thing, two different things. In, in English, we call them aunt, aunt. Right. But one is father's sister, sister and the other is father's brother's wife. Okay? Next. Eshet Achiv Me Aviv. Brother from the father's wife. Okay, look. Shimon has a brother, Levi. The brother of his mother? And no. And Levi is married to Pina. And Pina divorces Levi and tries to marry Reuven, which she's not allowed to do. She's number six, who cannot... Be, the marriage does not work. And therefore, Sipora will be able to marry Shimon. Is that clear? No. Levi and Reuven and Shimon are all brothers. Okay. okay? Levi was married to Penina. Penina got divorced from Levi. She decided to illegally marry Reuven okay. with Sipora. When, Ru- when Reuven dies, Sipora is eligible for marriage because the marriage to Penina was nothing. Okay? Good. disagrees with the whole thing of Tzror. If you remember, we said all along that the co-wives are mutar. The co-wives are asur. All along. In the original cases, the 15, right? The co-wives, Sipora is asur, right? Bet Shemai disagrees. He owes the co-wives mutar. Only the girls asur. On the whole thing, we said this before. The whole thing, Bet Shemai is asur. Okay? Bet is asur, like we said, of course, Okay? Chaltzu, let's say they did Let's say, let's talk about this case over here. Let's say you have a regular case, the 15, this is the daughter, okay? Daughter marries Ruvain. Tzipora is also married. Ruvain dies without kids. Bet Shemai will say, the daughter can't marry Shimon, but the brother, but the Tzipora can. Bet Shemai says, no way. This one and this one, they're all Asur, okay? That's one. Now, what happens if Shimon did Chalitza to Tzipora. Chalitza to Tzipora. said, you didn't need Chalitza. You were Patur. And therefore, you're not a Chalitza girl. Go marry Kohen. It's fine. Bet Shemai says, no, you're not allowed to marry Kohen. You did Chalitza. You need a Chalitza. In general, a girl who did Chalitza is never allowed to marry Kohen. Okay? Even though they were never married. They just did like Even though they are married. Correct. It's like a divorcee. Okay? Oh, wow. Now, but that's the law. Now, let's say the girl, okay, this girl, Sipora, Betile will say, you, need, you don't need anything, you're Patur, because you together with the daughter, you're Patur. Bet Shemai says, yes, you do. He doesn't agree with that, okay? So now this girl decides to follow Bet Shemai, and she does Chalitza. Not Yibu, Chalitza. Bet Shemai will say, oh, you need a Chalitza. It's good you did it. And now you're a Surto Kohen. Bet Yilel will say, you didn't need a halitza. You just took off someone's shoe. Taking off someone's shoe doesn't make you a token. You got it? Because you never needed it. He holds that you don't need it. And therefore, if you didn't need it, it doesn't make you a halitza. Take off the shoe all you want. What, you work in a shoe store, you can't marry a coin? It's nothing. Right? And that's not only all the 15 cases, Robert? Yes, all 15 cases. Bet Shemai disagrees in all 15 cases. Bet Shemai says all 15 cases, if you did Chalitza, you need Chalitza, you boom. If you did Chalitza, you had a Kohen. Bet Shemai would say, what are you talking about? You didn't need Chalitza, you boom. And if you did took it off, you were just working in a shoe store. Get out of here. Okay? Good. Now, Alpha B. She'elu Asurim, Ve'elu Miturim, 
אל פוסים ואל מכשירים, לא נמנו בית שמיים לישראל נשים בבית הלל, או בית הלל בבית שמיים. Even though there's a big difference between in halacha, and it comes out a very big difference who's allowed to marry who. According to Beit Shammai, these girls are not allowed to marry Kohanim. And according to Beit Hillel, they are. Still, in Beit Hillel, Beit Shammai, they would follow their laws. Beit Hillel would follow their laws. But everyone would marry other girls, the other one's girls, and they would tell them when they're doing something wrong. Which means... Whenever, even we're talking now about the Machlok of Bet Shemayim Bet Hillel, whenever they would argue with each other, Bet Hillel would, like, let's say there was a girl, let's say Bet Shemayim would get engaged to a girl from Bet Hillel, who was a Bet Hillel family. You listening, Mike? The Bet Hillel people would tell the Bet Shemayim people, oh, don't take this girl. According to your opinion, it's no good. Even though they would follow their own opinion before you, they would tell them. Or let's say in 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 what's tahor mutar. Let's say betchemayin argue what something is tahor or, or tameh. They wouldn't betchemayin people would borrow vessels from betilel, and because they would know that if there's something that they hold is not allowed, betchemayin will tell them, oh, for you this is not allowed, so don't take it. Therefore, they wouldn't mind borrowing other stuff because they know it's true. Okay. Good. Ever, ever, even though I hold differently than you, I'll tell let you know what your opinion is. Good. That's betchemayin betila. Says the Gemara. I'm Rabbi Shimon ben Pazi. My time to betchemayin. What's betchemayin's reasoning? Dichtiv loti esh la metachutza neish zar. It says that the the dead wife's man is not allowed to marry anyone else. Chutza, the fact that it can't be outside. Dead wife's man. The, the dead wife's man, we said that this... The, the, de- no, the dead man's wife, sorry. Dead man's wife is not allowed to marry somebody else. She's changed, right? Okay. Chutza, since it says out, mechlal de ikar primit. That sounds like that there is, there is someone closer. Amach when I lo and says, so you can't be that, rather you do boom. You have to go? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, you're going to pray me too. I'm going to go pray in Ketir. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to have to go. Okay, go ahead. Go. Right? Amar Rahmana, Torah says, Lotiye. Torah says, Don't do it. Betilel, Mibayale, look at the Huda Marav, Dama Huda Marav, Minayan Shank, Lotiye, Bahavia, shouldn't be allowed at that. But Shemayam, we give Lachut, Chut active. Okay, we have to do this. Well, I guess we'll do this tomorrow. Is that the shame? Okay.